Hey everybody, welcome back to Team Brown Podcast. This is episode 14 and we are excited that you're back with us. Thanks for being a part of our uh, Team Brown Podcast family. So we appreciate you being here. Um, today we are going to reference uh, the idea that whenever you, um, re- whenever you come to God without doubt, um, there a lot can happen. God can use you coming as a child in a really kind of magnificent way or a way that just really can surprise you. And so we've had some experiences this week. Um, Ms. Brown, talk with us about that. What, is, what does that look like? Well, in the faith world or faith aspect, we've seen God provide this week for our home and our restoration of the in- interior repairs or remodel. So we had shared on a previous podcast that um, our home had been leaking, or our roof had been leaking for eight months. And then it's been almost a year trying to get it repaired and still not repaired. But this week, actually, today, God came through and we got a new contractor and the estimate was fully approved and a check is coming in the mail. Yeah, check's in the mail. And it's not going to come out of our pocket. The insurance is going to pay for it. And our home should be back up and running next week. Yeah. Complete. Um, and it's been... A journey not so much for you because you've always been connected to faith and like really um you've always been like with reckless abandon just kind of hey whatever god is going to do he's going to do and um, i'm going to trust him for it and mm-hmm. i'm going to trust him out of what seems like a, an impossible situation i'm going to trust for the possible and um that's a great place to be as a believer uh, sometimes that, that's a strength that you have that sometimes i struggle with right mm-hmm. and so i mean even today you came and you're like hey i've got great news and i'm like i want to believe that um yeah but you default to right that didn't happen or that might not ha- come to pass yeah i think i i protect myself mm-hmm. with um hey that i'm i hope for that and i want that to happen but i'm I don't have the just blind, like not even blind, but like the confidence, right? That you rest in. You're like, God did this for us. And I'm like, I love God and I want him to do that for us. And I'm like, he did it it already for us, you know? So talk, talk us through that. Yeah. I can't answer for you where that comes from. I can have an, I have an idea where it comes from because I've been with you for so long and we've been around each other a lot, but I I yeah. Oh, I feel like everyone has strengths and weaknesses and that's how we benefit, you know, as a couple is where you're weak, I'm strong and where I'm weak, you're really strong. Yeah, sure. And so we balance each other out. <laughs> God knew that when he put us together is that you might need someone to help carry the torch of faith, right? And I would need someone to lead me and not let people walk all over me. And yeah. I, I know that we've talked about in kind of previous podcasts and even on your own personal podcast, like you've talked about, there's been a time in your life whenever you've had to rely exclusively on God to get you through mm-hmm. some of the dark parts oh, yeah. and um, to where you couldn't rely on yeah. family or you couldn't rely on maybe other environments or mm-hmm. a job or whatever, you know, or even a spouse at the time. Yeah. And so you say like the only place I can, can turn is to God, you know, and oh, yeah. I think that that's maybe uh, the luxury that I've had of always having some support system, you know, around, even if that support Mm -hmm. system was imperfect at times, like, um, but having a support system that I knew I could rely on when things broke. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, that 
it I didn't I don't have the come to God like a child and just mm-hmm. say do what you do you know um, do what do what I know you can do but do the miraculous and I'm trust I'm standing on the miraculous yeah and uh, that's that's always been a hard place for me but God's continued to prove it that He's done it so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a kind of a wild place. I we've learned. Um, we heard recently. At, we were at church, and um, we heard um, a message about a disciple walking out on the water because Jesus called him onto to the water, right? And um, he asked him, like, "Why do you doubt? Mm-hmm. Like, why do you you know who I am? But why why do you doubt? I'm standing on the water. Like, why are you doubting?" And it's this place where I think with you know, whenever you put your faith 100% in God, you don't have to, you know, God can do more, mm-hmm. right? And um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah. I think you always have to have your, yes, your mind focused on God is a God of the impossible and he's a sea-splitting God and he and remind yourself of all the things he's done in the Bible and he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever so he'll do those same things for us he'll part the seas in our lives and yeah, I didn't really have anyone I could run to for yeah, money or you know, advice or comfort really so I God was my God was that he was my provider and he was yeah. my comfort and he was my peace and so that's true. I did always come to him like a child, you know, yeah. and still do. And, um, you know, before you go to bed every night, like you pray with the kids and uh, you, we pray the prayer of, um, you know, expecting the miraculous and, you know, asking God for, to bless us so that we can bless others. And, um, and really to, in a way of childlike faith, like God, we pray that you'll, um, that you'll have, you'll bring abundance. And so like yeah. the answer to prayer today was, in response yeah. to you reaching out and, and petitioning God every night, you know, with our kids and coming to him saying like, yeah. this can be real. Yeah. And so I say you, I mean, I'm there half the time, <laughs> but I'm, I work a lot, so we will see. But, um, but it's just, it's kind of neat that like, just like the disciples in the boat, right? Um, not every disciple walked out on that water, right? And, but just like the, you know, um, just how God asks us to come like like little kids and not in a way that mm-hmm. we're where we have all the knowledge and then that also creates the walls for our faith to where like we don't think God can break those walls, right? Yeah. Um, we kind of box him in with our knowledge. Oh yeah, I, I know God to be this and so he can't ever be anything outside of this. And it's like, well, that's a dangerous place to be because then he can't do that. Mm-hmm. Not because he's unable to, but because you won't you won't receive that. Yeah. And so, I don't know. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I love seeing the kids get excited when God answers prayers for them and they jump up and down like even for our family like Remy's like I got a check in the mail checks in the mail because we pray every night for checks in the mail yeah and so one day a few days ago we got three checks in the mail yeah you got a birthday check he got a birthday check and I got my first check from my new job. Yeah. So we got three checks in the mail that day. And he's like, Mom, this is what we pray for every night, checks in the mail. And he's running around with his check. And like, and for him, he's nine, just turned nine. But yeah. that's an act of faith like, and his miracle that came to pass because he prayed for that every night. And, he prayed. and you know, just to see that God delivers 
for them and they how excited they get right. it's how god wants us to come and anticipate he's going to meet our needs in that same way and we can get excited and we can jump up and down and we can expect have an expectation of abundance and answered prayers i mean for us in the last couple of years it came in really unexpected ways right it came mm-hmm. in um a blessing from a family member it came in um uh refinancing our house you know going through a new process where they forgave some of the loan right oh my um, gosh a, which that is incredible even, yeah um, we didn't even refinance it came in the long legal battle of a car accident yeah. from a couple of years ago there's a lot of different ways that we've been we've received blessing right yeah it, where um it's the we, unexpected and like for me yes. it's i look for a constant right like i guess yeah. my the the i can see it part of me and so therefore i know it is real mm-hmm. is like i make a paycheck every two weeks and so income comes in every two weeks and so i can count on that mm-hmm. but there's this other part that's like you know what i'm going to do something that you couldn't do in six months and i'm going to yeah. do it tomorrow yeah and it's the you know it's the suddenly part of god right we talked about that in a couple a couple episodes ago but and i think for people to understand like if you're listening for you to understand that God works in the hard, hard situations in our life. Like you don't see it right away. Sometimes you don't see it till two years afterwards, like us in our car accident. It was like two years later is when we actually saw, oh, that's why we went through that. That's that's how you were providing God. Or you're in a hard situation at work and you're like, this isn't working how how is this gonna change god what is your purpose or your plan here and then you find out six months eight months down the road okay god that's what you had in plan that's what you had in that's what you had planned for me even our home you know during covid when i was a substitute teacher and i lost my job and i didn't have any income and then we're going through like how are we going to make the house payment and those um, brand new stressors of loss of income and then here we are two years after that and God forgave $44,000 off our home loan like just said erased it and that's what we pray for every night is debts paid off and checks in the mail and God did that that's only God that's a miraculous and so yeah and i think i mean we've talked a lot this episode about money um if we pivot from that idea like we creating an avenue for our kids to talk about things that are um, not logical right but Mm -hmm. are strictly faith Mm -hmm. um creates an environment for them to talk about the um supernatural Mm -hmm. we talked about that a couple episodes ago as well but like it creates a culture where we can tell our kids like let's talk about angels or you know they can get excited about like Oh, mm-hmm. God said something is true that I can't see, so therefore I believe it to be true, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but you can't, you know, for a logical kid, you know, for Rem, he's super, you know, he thinks in, he's a waffle guy like me, he thinks in like, okay, this has to happen before that, and he's very methodical, and he's very planned out, and he likes things a certain way, and but he also is open mm-hmm. to supernatural, because we create a culture of God can do anything, and God does the miraculous, and so mm-hmm. here it is. And um, it—that's the coming to God like a kid 
kind of thing. I yeah. think. And, and, and that's, I think it's really special to have that in a home. Yeah. And you can, you know, if you're watching, you can condition this in yourself and your home and in your kids is that their default response should be when anything good is happening is like, God did that. Yeah. Not I did that. Not mom and dad did that. Not my teacher did that. Not, oh, I got lucky or you know, some of the words people say when good things happen, I yeah. got, it's karma or it's coincidence. It's yeah. like, no, their our kids default response is always look what God did. And so if you need a miracle, you know, in your life and your marriage or your family or your finances or your health, you just believe for it, you know, believe for it and pray about it yeah. and just watch what God does because he wants to answer that prayer for you in his time yeah in 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 his time I, there's there's been times in our life where we experienced disappointment as a family mm-hmm. right um i applied for a couple jobs in northern california years ago and um uh, higher level uh, kind of leadership positions and was being considered for them and mm-hmm. but was ultimately not selected for it right yeah. and um and it was disappointing it was disappointing during that season for us, but all yeah. to know that years later we look back and God was protecting us from our family being in that area and being, yeah. um, during that season, right. Being even in California during COVID, not that we're trying to throw shade on Cali, but you know, there are parts where God's like, you know what, I'm going to withhold this from you because mm-hmm. I love you yeah. and you just got to trust me with that. And so like God's provision extends not just to the checks in the mail or to the create the culture but it's also i'm going to withhold things from you mm-hmm. and it feels like disappointment at the time but it's like know that i love you enough to say no to that yeah you know so i don't know so yeah. we hope <laughs> try not to land on a downer but we hope that you uh, enjoyed the podcast today do you have anything else before we go oh just that when god says a no it's a good no and it's for a reason and just yeah. trust it if he's saying don't marry that person you know you just need to listen. <laughs> I made that mistake. You know, I made sure. that mistake. I remember so clearly, clearly hearing God's voice. And those that don't know, like a lot of our story or our background, um, I was married before. And that comes from a very broken childhood and past. And my dad picking, my dad telling me I couldn't be with Jeremy and picking someone else he wanted me to be with. And then I ended up marrying that person well I remember on my wedding day I was sitting in the bathroom and I doing my makeup and I heard God say don't marry him don't walk down the aisle to him like he is not the one and I felt so stuck and trapped and I did it anyways and I didn't listen to God and I heard his voice then I'm getting ready to walk down the aisle at the place and I'm you know dressed and ready and I'm there and everybody's there and seated and I heard God's voice again say don't do it don't walk down the aisle you're not supposed to marry him you're supposed to marry Jeremy I actually heard God say you're supposed to marry Jeremy and then I'm walking down the aisle to someone else and I had a choice to make during that time and I felt like I didn't have an option like I had I was too far in I couldn't say no and that's not true. And and I wish I would have ran away, you know, <laughs> ran away screaming, no, no, because sure. God was trying to warn me and tell me, 
this is not your husband. This is not the plan I have for you. It's Jeremy. And I, I felt like, you know, all my hope with Jeremy at that time was lost because we hadn't talked or seen each other in about seven years. And I just felt like that was impossible. But so if you hear God's voice, you know, listen, because he, a lot of times when he speaks, he's trying to protect us from something just like he was trying to protect me. And I didn't listen. And I think I've learned from that, like now in God's That's text. a real hard lesson. Yes. Resolve, resolve that for folks who maybe love you but don't know the rest of the story. So um, yeah. resolve that so that people realize that like we, oh, we, yes, didn't, yes. we weren't created from the disconnect of that. Yeah. Well, now when God talks to me, I act immediately, and even if it's uncomfortable and I'm, I know there might be judgment or fear rises up, I still do it because... You know, I don't want to not listen to the Holy Spirit again. But no, to go back to our story, if you don't know our story, Jeremy and I met when we were kids at church, 9 and 10, and I fell in love with Jeremy. He was my first love, my first kiss, my first boyfriend, like my first, I just loved Jeremy. Like, I wanted to marry him as a kid. I would write in my diary, like, just had this circle love. circle Bible, which yeah. I think is heresy. I'm not <laughs> I sure, but... I- I thought, I thought, oh, surely he's yeah. a pastor's son. Surely his name is Jeremiah because he's a pastor's son. And I thought his name was Jeremiah. Sure. So I went through the whole book of Jeremiah and I circled every Jeremiah. I mean, I had it bad, kind of like Remy right now with his crush. <laughs> he's like journaling yesterday about his crush. Anyways, I, uh, yes, I thought your name was Jeremiah, but it's not. It's Jeremy. True story. Anyways, yeah. Then we, you know, off and on throughout our youth and junior high, high school, mm-hmm. it always kind of felt like a fight and danced to Aerosmith at a wedding and everything. I mean, there it was, was tension, but was a lot. We always loved each other. We truly did. You asked me to marry you when we were sixteen. I did that. Asked me to run away with you. I was right. To the desert. <laughs> and maybe not a good timing, but I was. Absolutely <laughs> and I was like, right. I don't know. Of course, I wanted to, but I didn't know how that was all going to work out. Yeah. But anyways. I came from a background of a lot of control and sure. unhealthy behavior patterns where I really didn't have control over my choices in my life. And yeah, for whatever reason, my father didn't want me with you and, you know, forced that in relationship to end. And yeah. anyways, we... Um, so my mistake I was talking about, I'm a woman, so I'm like... We're getting back there, yeah. following this rabbit all the way down the trail. But uh, my first husband that I married, which I didn't even know what love was, I was so broken. I just felt so stuck. Was I was married for three years, and he had a lot of sexual addictions like porn and going to strip clubs when I was working at night and gambling and like chat rooms with other women and just a lot of affairs he had like a lot of physical affairs and I had found out about all this and he actually asked me he said I want a divorce unless you will have an open marriage and we have multiple sex partners in our marriage and I said, I don't want that. Like sure. when I, when I signed up for this, it's one person, you know, I'm committed to 
one person, not going to have all these other people in our marriage. And so he filed for divorce. He divorced me because that's what he wanted. He wanted, um, and he was really, um, had a lot of, you know, sexual dysfunction there. So he divorced me. We got divorced. And then, yeah, well, God just beautifully worked that out for me. God really still redeemed me. Not, yeah. not that anyone wants divorce, but it wasn't anything like that I did or I asked for. You know, then he divorced me and the marriage ended. And then we were able to reconnect that following year. And yeah. I think, I mean, we love the quote from Chris Valentin about um, if, if it's not a redemptive answer, then it's not God's answer and it's not yeah. the right answer. And, um, and God's, um, he's always turning us back to him, right? And he's always yeah. turning us back to the plan that he had. And, um, and he uses people along the way to remind us of that. Mm-hmm. And for you, that was our old youth pastor. You know, so yes. Pastor Todd's watching then. Thanks, Todd. Um, God oh, bless yeah. you, man. Um, Pastor Kirkpatrick was in, integral in us being yeah. back together. Um, oh, yeah. and also family friends that we've, we're at church with along the way. Yeah. And, um, so God is, he's always saying, Hey, remember that promise that I had, yes. or remember that person I had for you. Reminding you. Um, it's pretty cool. So, um, so the miraculous, you know, and, yeah. uh, and believing for, for me, it was like, I, I knew it was you, but it looked very, <laughs> that looked like yeah. God could never work in that way. Right. Um, and here you come into my work one day, I worked at a restaurant and, um, yeah. I looked like I saw a ghost. My eyes yeah. got all big and my face got all white and there I was. Yeah. We should probably tell that story. Maybe another day. This will be a long podcast, but we should probably tell that story. Tell, go for it. We should probably like bring this full circle. And there's lots we're not sharing because there's so much that happened sure. in our lives. And we've had, we have a lot of experiences together and heartache and sorrow and pain yeah. and judgment and criticism. And yeah, it, as, we, uh, as we all do, if you are a human, just, uh, yeah, and it's just not, it's not always been easy or pretty, but yeah. I was at a mutual friend of ours, Danielle mm-hmm. Parolis Miglio. I can't remember if it was her like she was, it was a welcome home party. Like she'd come home from YWAM or if she was leaving to go to Utah, to move to Utah. I can't remember, but it was a party for her, either a welcome home party or a going away party. And I happened to go and Pastor Todd was there. He was our youth pastor. So he knew us when we were growing up and he knew that we had loved each other as kids. Yeah. And he talked to me there and, you know, I guess somehow the conversation came up that I had gotten divorced and it didn't work out and he said you know you were always supposed to marry Jeremy you and Jeremy were always supposed to be together he's like I bet he'd love to see you he works down the street at that Applebee's I sure did you should just pop in I'm like oh no I can't do that I bet he hates my guts I broke his heart I can't even like face him ever again so here's God again, and you be watchful for moments of like this in your own life, is God will give you multiple chances, you guys, to make things right, to make your life right, because he doesn't give up on you. He doesn't give up on us. He didn't give up on us. He didn't give up on me. Yeah. In if, more ways than one. I yeah, mean, even, if, even after we got married, God's just saying, hey, I'm, I'm not giving up on you. You might give up you. from time to time, but yeah. I'm not giving up on any and of this. And why? Because 
those kids in there. That's why sure. Eden and Rem wouldn't be here if we weren't together, you know, and there's, there's purpose in this. There's purpose in your pain. No, I didn't want to walk down the aisle to that person, but I, that happened. No, I didn't want my husband to have multiple affairs on me, but that happened. But God is still redemptive, and so here God brings me to this, like, party for this mutual friend of ours. And you weren't there, but right. Pastor Todd was there. Yeah. And I remember leaving that, like, gathering, and I just couldn't shake what he said. And it was running through my head and running through my head. So God will use strategic people to place in your life to prompt you. Mm-hmm. And then you have a choice to make. I could have said no and rejected the word he spoke into my life and never walked into Applebee's and never reached out. And who knows where we would be right now. Yeah. Or I could have done what I did and swallowed my pride and said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, get up the strength muster up the strength and i was so sick to my stomach but i took a risk you have to take big risks you have to or you're not going to get where you want to go and i always wanted jeremy and i knew that i didn't think there could be a chance but i knew that i always wanted yeah you and me both Uh, (laughs) i was under the impression that that, that you were no longer available so this is hilarious you guys so i walk in and I thought he was going to drop the tray in Applebee's like Almost. when he saw me. And the hostess happened to sit me in your section. She didn't even know. But I was actually there intentionally to talk to you because of what Pastor Todd had just said. I didn't even know you worked there. I yeah, think. I mean, it's kind of fascinating that we both live in the West Valley at the time in mm-hmm. Phoenix, and we just never bumped into each other. I mean, we saw each other maybe in drive through lines or something. But it's it's fascinating that for years we never... We had heard about each other. Right. I think but, in passing. Uh, but I mean, even in the ecosystem of all the people yeah. that we know, like it's wild that we. So I sit down at your table. Yeah. The first thing I tell you, and you guys, here's another God story. When God gives you a chance to make things right with someone, make it right. The first thing I did was I owned up to my mistakes. Mm. I said to Jeremy, I never wanted to lose you. I never wanted to leave you. That was my father that made me break up with you. I told him the truth of what happened. I told him the truth of my background. Hey, I grew up in this kind of situation environment. And I always wanted to walk down the aisle to you. I said, I always had loved you and I always wanted to walk down the aisle to you. And I'm so sorry. And will you please forgive me? I said, I'm sorry. I asked for forgiveness and I told him what happened. And that's the first time you had heard that. Yeah, the very first. <laughs> and yeah. Imagine, imagine my surprise. And he said, don't say that or you're going to have a ring on your finger really soon. Yeah. And then the first thing he asked me, do you remember what he asked me? First do, you, thing, do you have any kids? Yeah. Do you have any kids? Yeah. He wanted it to see. It kind of complicates things a little bit. Not that it's yeah. not, not that God can't work through that. but Yeah. So he wanted you know, to see. In my 20-year-old mind, I was thinking like. Yeah. We were, we were older. We were, we were like yeah, 25. 25 or so. Yeah. So yeah, he asked me if I had any kids. And look, God protected me, you guys. I didn't have any kids with, you know, knucklehead. Gosh. Are we allowed to call people knucklehead on our podcast? I don't know, but you know, I I made bad choices too, but I was but I, I didn't think, even know how to make a right choice no, at that time. But but honestly, like let's walk through that. Let's walk through that thought for a minute. Like we all do, right? Mm-hmm. We've all I mean, my 20s weren't unblemished, right? And 
um, we both had to flesh out faith. We mm -hmm. both had to flesh out how do you deal with mistakes. Mm -hmm. And that's everybody's problem. You know, in life, it's, it's God, God doesn't come to us because we're perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, his son didn't die on a cross because we were perfect. Mm -hmm. it's, be, it's explicitly because we weren't. Yeah. And um, that's why church oftentimes is a place where people get hurt. It's because it's full of a bunch of folks there that are in the hospital that are also hurt, that mm -hmm. are looking for ways to heal. Yeah. And um, and so I think that like, you know, the, our story was we had to work past. Not that, hey, you know, the last six years was great and it was perfect. And hey, I'm glad I saw you again. It's like, no, like the last six years, we got to work through some stuff, six, seven years. Mm -hmm. And um, and we've got relational baggage that we also got to work through. Yeah. And we also have family stuff and, yeah. and even issues with where we align with faith, right? At the mm -hmm. time. And, um, there's a lot to go through, but I think that when in saying that God is redemptive, mm -hmm. that God redeems that too, yeah. you know, God, God says, I know you made mistakes. I've already thought about that. Yes. This ain't the first time that I'm, that I'm, understanding that you have mistakes like I'm actually gonna I've already intersected that for you you just don't know it yet or mm -hmm. you just haven't accepted it yet like, yeah. yeah does that make sense mm -hmm. yeah. he's a loving forgiving you know restoring God and what was that like for you for people on here that like God gives you an opportunity yeah present you with this opportunity to say yes or no because it wasn't a popular decision for you to choose me and welcome me into your life after I had been married sure that that was for me it was that wasn't the issue um it wasn't the issue that you were married I knew that there was going to be stuff there but mm -hmm. that was never the issue for me it was um I didn't feel worthy of it mm. um you know I, in in my 20s I was one foot in church one foot out church for a, a couple years Mm -hmm. um, I went to ASU um, for my undergraduate or my bachelor's degree and um, that early 20s really trying to figure out how does life how does faith work for me not mm -hmm. work for when I was growing up but how does it work for Jeremy whenever I'm now have my own house and I'm going to college and all that stuff and so mm -hmm. you know one foot in you know, leading worship for Chi Alpha um, and one foot in the world you know with mm -hmm. friends at Applebee's and so I just didn't feel worthy of like God loves me enough to bring me this beautiful lady back into my life that I've always wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm not worthy of that. And so I didn't earn it. Mm -hmm. And you know, most of my life it was, I want to earn this. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I can look to my car that I had and say, I paid for that. Or mm -hmm. I can look to this other thing and say, I earned that, but you show up and I'm like, you know, so, um, that's how it felt. It felt like, you know, everybody's like, Whoa, <laughs> All my friends, you know, there's like, how, how on earth? And I said, you know, God, yeah. God showed me her back when I was 10, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, we loved each other then yeah. and love each other today. So, yeah. um, so it was one of it, it came full circle that way for me too. It was, mm -hmm. you know, there were mistakes made in between for the time that we were not together and the time that we showed back up together, mm -hmm. you know, just like you, I, there was mistakes for me too. And so it became a place where it's like, we have to, we can't ignore that. Yeah. We still got to deal with that. Mm -hmm. But our love transcends all that. Yeah. And God knows that your love is so strong that it's going to have to not just bring you through the past that you've already lived out, but here in a couple years from then, uh, it's yeah. going to get ugly again. You're going to have to, your love is going to have to be stronger than that too. Yeah. You know, and so, but we've talked about that. So. Yeah. 
and here we are to tell the story. Yeah. We have lots of stories, so. So it also, I, let's wrap it full circle. So yeah. coming to God like a child, right? Mm. It's the way of, in, in this case, it was literally like we fell in love as children. Yes. And God brought us back to the love that we had whenever we were a child. Like, I like her, she's pretty, and I, I fall in love with her or mm. whatever. And it's like, um, you know, like God's like, just come to me in a place where you don't have all these preconceived ideas of who I am and what I can do. Mm-hmm. And let me do a miracle. Um, Let me do something that's beyond what you could possibly think. Mm -hmm. And if you trust me with that, I'll not just do that, but I'll go beyond that. So Yeah. Yep. All right. You want to close it out or should I close it out? Round two. Trying that again. Well, I love you. And we love you guys too. We hope this, our story encourages you that God's, God wants more for you than you can ever think or imagine or dream. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. you can't see it because you can't think of it. You don't have the ability to even think it up. But he already knows and sees your life and it's, it's he has a perfect plan. And he won't let anything get in the way. You just have to lean in and hear his voice and follow his steps. Yeah. So thanks for being along with this cathartic counseling session that we've had here as well. Uh, We'll see you for episode 15. So God bless you guys. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah.